Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for choosing Cinematic Ventures. Thank you for listening. Gabriel is here, and we're back with another episode of the podcast. I've been thinking a lot about this episode and what is the topic that we're going to discuss, but at the end of the day, I decided, and as you can see by the title of the episode, I want to focus on one specific movie. I already already did something similar a few weeks ago with... um, totally killer if you remember if you guys if you guys listened to the episode it was basically my appreciation of a movie that was in a way very underrated underseen underappreciated and as you guys know this is one of the reasons why cinematic ventures exists to shed light to share about movies that most of us haven't heard haven't seen and today i decided it's uh it's not it's not going to be an exception So today's movie, I want to get to it right away because I'm going to say it right off the bat and a lot of people uh, would be surprised because I grew up as an action guy. I love action movies, fantasy, huge epic movies, just the action genre in general. But at the same time, I have this undying love and appreciation for movies about life. Movies with zero fights, zero visual effects no blood no cursing none of that just about life plenty of examples for that movies that you have uh, for example a great combination between a commercial type of movie and a movie about life is goodwill hunting which is also a movie that i really really appreciate and i'll definitely dedicate one of the next episodes on it but today's movie is the type of movie that unfortunately because we have to say it as it is a lot of people under a specific age, people under 50, for example, they wouldn't be that interested when you see it at first glance. It's basically a romantic movie, a romantic comedy for people over the age of 60. And I know a lot of people are wondering, some people are probably tuning off. They're like, huh? Are we going to talk about movies like that? Like the book club movies about just old white people? And I get the reaction, and uh, I understand that some people react with a little bit of um, snarkiness and just dismissiveness in general about those types of stories. And uh, like the movies for, for example, Nancy Myers, the movies that she makes. But I would argue, and this is coming from a guy who loves the Van Damme movies, just the violent 80s and early 90s, just throughout the 90s, all of the violent action films, Paul Verhoeven, Starship Troopers, all of that. These are just favorite movies of mine. But at the same time, and that's the thing that I guess I really appreciate in, uh, in people in general, when people can, can really appreciate completely different works of art when their taste is really, really eclectic. And I believe this is incredibly important. And there's always a great conversation with people who have an eclectic taste. I have nothing against people who have some very specific taste. Whatever floats your boat. One of my best friends, he can only, and this is no joke, guys, he can only watch movies about serial killers, not because he is one, but that's just his type of movie. So he would watch movies like I Know What You Did Last Summer or or Halloween or Friday the 13th. And he can't really enjoy any other type of movie. He is a hardcore horror fan. And nothing wrong with that. But I discovered that if we just decide, because I was also an action guy for a long, long time, just the action genre, that's it. But I don't know what happened. I think it was just gradual throughout the years. I started discovering movies that are completely different from what I grew up with. And again, I just want to stress it out. There's nothing wrong if you're just focused on one genre. It's perfectly fine. If it works for you, absolutely. But in terms of having conversations with film fans, filmmakers, people in general who have a more eclectic taste, one day they they can watch Eraserhead, and the next day they can enjoy as much as they did Eraserhead, they can enjoy American Pie, like completely, completely different types of movies, and I always encourage that, I always encourage that, and that's what I'm trying to do with today's episode as well. The movie that I want to discuss is a movie that the younger generation will probably not pay attention to because it's not the target audience. I don't necessarily blame the younger generation. They're not really seeking out these types of movies. It's a, it's There's an audience for those types of movies, but 
I would argue that even someone who was young, someone in their 20s, early 20s, like late 20s, 30s, 40s, doesn't matter, they will discover something. Because I always say this, the characters in this movie are over 65, let's put it that way. And we all going to be that age one day, hopefully for all of us. We're going to reach old age and be able to enjoy it. So there's always something to learn. And these types of movies, even though if you ask certain critics, they're going to have their criticism for it, all of that, yes. But there's this, there's a certain wisdom, there's a certain vibe for those types of movies that when it finishes, you're like, that was nice. That made me think a little bit about life. That made me think a little, about, a little bit about my future, how I'm seeing my future, how I'm working on my future, and just in general life. We can learn a lot. And this movie, and it's time for me to actually say the name, it is Hampstead with Diane Keaton and Brendan Gleeson. Now, full disclosure, Brendan Gleeson is probably, I would say, one of my top three favorite performers. And he's one of those amazing, amazing performers, actors who I've always been kind of... I guess, attracted to performers who are not superstars. I have nothing against superstars. I love the, the big Hollywood stars, European stars as well. They're stars for a reason. I get it. But I've always been really, really supportive of people like Bill Paxton, Bill Pullman, Brendan Gleeson, people who most of the viewers would say, I know this guy. It's like this guy trope, right? You know the guy like Bill Fickner, amazing performers who are not like uh, Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt. And Brendan Gleeson, I'm sure you guys have seen him in tons, tons of movies from Mission Impossible to Troy to just, just incredible. Just go to his IMDb and you're going to be impressed. And he is one of my favorites. He, he, he is one of the greats, just without a doubt. And yes, that's, that was one of the reasons why I got interested in Hampstead, the movie. Now, Where's the title coming from for uh, for people who are not now full disclosure, guys, I am living in London. So maybe that's also another reason because Hampstead Heath, this is an area very beautiful, uh, expensive, I should add, area in London and certainly one of my favorite places to, uh, to go just to go to a pub or a restaurant incredibly beautiful the combination between victorian architecture just the houses are incredible like out of this world when you're there even if you don't like taking pictures you will be forced to take pictures because it's so beautiful so the combination of parliament hill which is a great park the great view of the city and just the whole area gives you a certain vibe of calmness and you can really relax there it's quiet beautiful combination between trees, forests, parks, and obviously beautiful houses. So I wasn't surprised. To be honest, I did not, like a year ago, I had no idea that this movie existed. That's full disclosure. That's me being honest. And maybe I should have, should have done a better job at uh, basically finding it, but it basically it slipped uh, for me under the cracks and it was left unnoticed. The movie actually came out in 2017, a few years ago. And uh, the other lead, aside from Brendan Gleeson, and uh, obviously the title, Hampstead, based on the neighborhood in London, is Diane Keaton. And I've always been a fan of Diane Keaton, and I, I really admire her career, and I think she created this image of her and her characters that's just iconic. Of course, the way he dresses, she, she has a very specific style that film fans can always recognize. So this combination, even when you see the poster of the movie, and you can Google it, I will actually put it up as well as part of the artwork for the podcast. Even if you just Google the poster of the movie, you would see the beautiful background from Hampstead Heath and, of course, the male leads. And yes, you can argue that it's just a typical example of a romantic comedy for adults poster and I'm sure a lot of people would be just not that interested right but this is why the episode exists and this is why I wanted to talk about it and now because I'm a diehard fan of the movie I really do believe this is not just about my own personal opinion I really do believe that people can just genuinely enjoy this movie 
And one thing that shouldn't be left unsaid is this is a movie based on a real story, a real person. Harry the Hermit, I believe, was uh, was his name. A real, a real older gentleman who lived in this shack in between expensive buildings and houses uh, on the Heath, on Hampstead Heath. And there was this, I don't want to spoil too much of the movie, even though I would argue that this is one of those movies where the story itself is pretty straightforward. And I can just give you the quick overview. It's basically of a widow, which is played by Diane Keaton, and she's living in London, Hampstead Heath. Her husband passed away a year ago. And she's striking up the unlikely friendship with uh, not a homeless person. That's something that even bothers the character in the movie. He actually has a home in the movie. But let's say that he doesn't live in the way that we are all used to it. And this friendship, and it kind of evolves from friendship. I'm sure you, you get the idea. There are feelings, of course, involved. And it creates this great... Um, I wouldn't say conflict, but there are, let's say there are other characters who are not very welcoming and who want basically to get rid of, of Brendan Gleeson's character from the area. And that's basically the quick overview of the movie. You really have to check it out just to see because there is basically a fight for a home, fight for the actual reason to exist the way he wants to live. And there's a great line in a movie by Brendan Gleeson. He says, I'm no different than you guys in the big houses. I've created everything by myself. I've worked hard. And it's it's a really, I would say, a moving scene. An overall very moving, uplifting, funny, smart movie that really makes you think. And I know it's a cliche when you say, oh yeah, it makes you think, it makes you think. But it really puts things in perspective. Now... If you are in a mood, let's say if you're in a mood for an action movie like explosions, car chases, of course, don't play Hampstead. Don't watch it because you're just not going to enjoy it. But if you ever end up in a situation when you're like, you know what? I want to watch something quiet, something a bit more grounded, something more about life as it is. I strongly recommend this movie and I don't think you will regret it. Now, even if you regret it, I, I would argue that this is not one of those types of movies that if people don't like for whatever reason, would lead to huge arguments and personal attacks like the way things are happening with comic book movies or stuff like that. It's a very straightforward movie and it kind of went under the radar a few years ago when it was released in the movie theaters. I mean, I didn't really get to I remember hearing about the movie but I think at that time I was really just focused on other types of movies so it never really uh, got stuck for me I was never really oh I should watch it and it was by complete accident I was actually in one of uh, one of the video stores well video stores <laughs> one of the physical media stores here in London and just by complete accident I stumbled across it and just when I saw the poster just the artwork of the DVD I was like, okay, I want to watch this. And maybe it was a coincidence or not, but just the day before, I was at Hampstead Heath, just enjoying it, just spending time there, and uh, just just taking pictures, photographs, videos. It's it's one of my favorite areas in London. And maybe it, it coincided with this, so maybe that was one of the reasons why I reacted so positively when I saw the movie, because very rarely, very, very rarely, I will buy... A movie that I haven't seen very rarely usually as you guys know and the whole platform the whole podcast cinematic ventures is is a huge supporter of physical media but I don't usually buy things I haven't seen I only buy movies on blu-ray or if it's not available on DVD of movies that I've seen but this was one of the exceptions Hampstead when I saw it immediately it just clicked. It was just the perfect movie for the perfect time for me. I was in the right mood for it, so I bought it right away. And I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. Because watching this movie, it really makes you appreciate what we have as humans. And it really makes you think because you kind of see 
both sides of the world. And again, this is not something we haven't seen before. The division between people who are quote unquote poor and the, the rich people, the, the obviously the rich people who only care about their own personal situations. They don't care about someone who's beneath them. They would just try to get rid of them and the fakeness in this quote unquote polite society. Everything is on display in this movie. It's not like we haven't seen it before, but it's done in a way that's funny. It's not deadly serious. The movie overall would say there are some really uh, moments of levity that really, really makes you think. But the comedy and just the relationship between those two characters, it, it makes for a great experience that when it's done, you're not going to feel depressed. You're going to feel the opposite. You're going you're gonna to be thinking, wow. When I get older one day, it's not the end of the world. It's not, no matter if you're rich or if you don't have a lot of things on your name. And this is the type of movie that gives you hope for the future. That at the end of the day, there is something more when you cross a certain age. And I'm not at that age. I'm still uh, considered of the younger generation, being a millennial. But... One day we're going to reach that age and a lot of people are afraid of it. Like, what am I going to do when I become older? Like, I'm going to just going to be useless for society. And this is a type of movie that gives you a little bit of hope. And it gives you even an advice on how to behave, how to conduct your life. And most importantly, what's really important in life. And again, this is not a message we haven't heard before. We've heard it many times in many movies and many books all the time that it's not the material stuff. It's it's really the connection between the people. And the ending of the movie, which I'm not going to spoil, but it basically shows us that sometimes we can have both. We can have the stuff we like, the material stuff, and the personal relationship with the person. So it's such a, I would say, beautifully crafted. The cinematography is really, really nicely done. And uh, the opening shot, actually, of the movie is of Parliament Hill with the beautiful view of, uh, of, the, of London. And ironically, it's, it starts exactly at the same location where I usually go at Parliament Hill. So when it, uh, when it was the first few seconds, I was like, wow, this literally opens at my favorite spot on Parliament Hill. And again, maybe it's a personal reaction. I was just in the mood for it. But after finishing the movie, I discovered, no, it's not just me and my love for Hampstead Heath and for those actors. The movie is just good. And that's it. Of course, when I say good, guys, this is, this is where we go back to the main, one of the main things that we discuss here. Good in my opinion. It's absolutely fine if you're listening to this and you've already seen the movie and you think, oh, the movie just didn't work for me. It's absolutely fine. I would actually be curious if there's someone out there who, who saw the movie and they didn't like it for whatever reason, right? Drop me a line. Let me know. I'm just genuinely curious and in, in a completely, I guess, innocent way, I'm curious. Uh, what's the thing that didn't work? people and uh, I think I can guess some of the uh, the reasons that if people saw the movie they wouldn't like it maybe they would say oh it's boring or it's just the usual romantic stuff and yes you see those things yes the movie doesn't move super quick but I would argue first the runtime of the movie I think it's like 90 minutes so it's pretty tight in terms of duration and I would even argue things don't go for too long where you eventually go oh this is boring they're just repeating the same thing they're not milking the scenes it's pretty straightforward characters are going from situation to situation everything is very fluid there are actually not a lot of characters in the movie itself there i would say probably 10 main characters that you see that's it and they're just showing up back and forth and I like that. I like that it's not like a global scale type of movie because there are a lot of romantic comedies that go different countries and all of that. But this one is very, very contained. And I love that. I love that because you can really focus on what the characters are going through. And this is a type of movie that I'm well, well aware that even with a proper, let's put it that way, really strong marketing campaign. 
Now this was backed by the Weinsteins, I guess it was a little bit before the Me Too situation and the crash of, uh, of the Weinstein empire and all of that, but it's basically not a major studio picture. It's not for a streamer either. And unfortunately, I would say that those types of movies, unless, of course, we count some of Nancy Myers, the aforementioned Nancy Myers movies, they don't perf perform that well at, at the box office. We have the book, uh, the book Club, for example, which was a success. This is, this is a great, great, uh, I guess, uh, exception to the rule where movies for adults, and not just movies for adults in their 20s, 30s, or 40s, I'm talking movies about people over 60, the age of, of our parents or of our grandparents. And it's unfortunate that movies about life, about this part of, I guess, our lives, the twilight years, as they call them, it just doesn't get the recognition and the appreciation that maybe it deserves. And on one hand, I totally get it. People don't want to look at that. People want to see, people see escapism as the best medicine for them out of life. They want to see excitement. They want to see the world of Harry Potter, the world of Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, Transformers, Avatar, this huge fantasy world where we can escape reality. And maybe those types of movies like Hampstead, maybe they're for some people at least, maybe too rooted in reality, but I would also argue that from time to time, we do need that. As much as I love escapist cinema, I love it just as much as the next guy, I would argue that from time to time, not every day, <laughs> it, can get, it can get too much for some people, but from time to time, we need those types of movies, and it really works like almost like a detox when you've been watching, like me, like I'm sure you guys, most of the people I think who are listening to the podcast are probably consuming mostly commercial Hollywood pictures. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's the same for me, even though I'm tr I've always been trying to expand uh, the types of movies that I see. And this was one of those types of movies, actually, because this is not, as I mentioned, this is not a Hollywood, quote unquote, Hollywood movie. This is a classic British production, completely British and with all the bells and whistles. And I love it. I absolutely love it. And no, it's not because I'm living in London. It's it's just the style, the sensitivity of it all, the vibes of everything that you're watching in a movie like Hampstead. And even on, on the front side of the DVD, if you check it out, I, I, I rarely, as you guys know, I respect critics, but I'm a type of person who's always interested in the opinions of people that are not influenced by critics. Either way, positive or negative, doesn't matter. But I remember when I finished watching the movie for the first time, I actually saw the movie, I think at this point, three times. And I remember watching it for the first time and then reading. It was in the front of the, on the front of the DVD case. And basically the quote is funny uplifting and full of heart and I'm like this is a very good way of describing this movie and I would say the same thing to you guys listening to this now the problem is that being kind of a small almost independent movie British romantic movie it's not really available on streaming when I when I last checked this is when I was I'm recording this is the at the end of February 2024 I hope it's eventually available or it was available because I can only talk about the streaming services here in the UK. Now, it's probably different in other countries. So if you have the movie on streaming, Hampstead, check it out. And again, I always support getting the physical media. I always support that. I would always be the number one physical media supporter. But at the end of the day, for me, when we live in this fast-changing world, for me, at the end of the day, is for people to watch movies, for people to support movies. So no matter how you decide to watch the movie, just watch it. And But watch it in a really the appropriate environment if it's if it's like uh, loud around you or, or a group of friends because this is not really a party movie this is a movie where you can just sit by by yourself or with your girlfriend or boyfriend or wife or husband and just have a quiet not, not necessarily romantic but 
basically enjoy the popcorn and watch it on a big screen at home, of course. It's not available on uh, in the movie theaters, unfortunately. And when I say big screen at home, I mean try to watch it on your television. That's one of the things that I, this is another, I guess, battle for me. I know how convenient it is to just watch everything on the phone or the tablet when you're in bed, but it does make a difference, guys, when uh, when you just sit back on the sofa, on the big screen, on television. It definitely makes a difference watching a movie. So I would absolutely suggest watching this movie because it's the locations are so beautiful. The colors are so vibrant. The score of the movie is, is so uplifting, positive, and full of energy, but really a positive energy about life. And there's no... There's not a mean bone in this movie. There's 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 nothing that you would say oh that's offensive or this or that. It's it's really a movie that I would argue we don't see a lot nowadays. Very rarely, very rarely. Because again, we're focused on a specific type of escapism. And it's something that we just have to live with it. And as much as I want those types of movies like Hampstead to succeed, to be bigger, be blockbusters. Can you guys imagine if a movie like Hampstead grosses like over 100 million? That would be amazing. But we know how the world works, and I know the guys who created the movie. I know they were aware that they're not making like a $200 million movie in terms of box office. But I'm incredibly grateful that they still made it because how difficult it is to craft a movie, any kind of movie. And when you know that your movie is not going to be the number one at the box office, but you're still doing your best, you're still putting your heart and soul into it. It's amazing. It's really, really amazing. And I want to mention the director of the movie. Uh, he is a classic example of a successful British filmmaker. And his name is Joel Hopkins. And he is really popular with... I don't know if you guys have seen it, but this is another movie mostly about life. Last Chance Harvey. And it's a movie from 2008 with uh, with a great cast, actually. Dustin Hoffman and Emma Thompson. So, Joel Hopkins has, has an established career and he's known uh, for these types of movies. And he is considered an independent filmmaker and... I really would love to see more and more from him because he also has a great visual style. Just he took full advantage for Hampstead. He took full advantage of the just the beautiful, incredibly beautiful landscape of the area. And it's all there in the movie. The ending of the movie, the beginning, the middle, everything is just chock full of love for this part of the, not necessarily just this part of London, just in general of UK architecture, UK life, UK villages even. Because, uh, again, I don't want to spoil it, but you'll see at the end of the movie. And I think he did a really remarkable job with Hampstead. And when I almost felt, felt guilty when I discovered that, oh, wow, it's been like a couple of years now, and I haven't really seen that movie anywhere since its premiere, since I first saw it, when I first saw the trailer back in 2017. But again, as I mentioned, it was just not on my radar. I was just curious because of the actors. And I was like, oh, okay, I will eventually watch it. So I don't know about you guys, but at least for me, watching movies, it's almost like a, like a spiritual experience. I have to be in the right mood. I have to be. And I know it's probably the case for most people, but for me, maybe it's even stronger than that. There are certain days where, as much as I love the action movies, I'm like, you know what? No, no, not today, not tomorrow. I want something about life, something more. I wouldn't use the word meaningful because that, that in a way diminishes action movies. Action movies have their have their value and they're not just slam and bang without any uh, any message in them but basically i really wanted something something a bit different something a bit more i guess romantic maybe i can call it that way 
I am a romantic guy as well, so uh, I have nothing against those types of movies. But yes, I can say it. If you're not a fan of romantic movies in general, it doesn't have to be like a male or female thing. I know a lot of guys who are like the typical macho stuff and they love romantic movies. So it's not just quote unquote chick flicks that only women would love. No, no. I think at the end of the day, these lines are blurred or I, at least I hope they're blurred because a lot of people will be missing out on a lot of tremendous movies, tremendous stories. And I believe Hampstead, going back to it, is one of those types of stories that when you watch it, I don't. I, maybe I'm wrong, maybe some there is some person out there in the world, this one person in one place or a hundred people who think it's the worst movie ever or they reacted really negatively to it and they're just mad, angry about it. Again, if there is such a person out there, especially uh, just specifically about this movie, Hampstead, I'm genuinely curious just to have a conversation, not to try to change their mind. I'm just curious about what is it? that did not work and i'm curious about this on when it comes to every movie because that's where healthy conversation discussions come from what worked for me as a viewer and what doesn't work for someone else so i'm all for those types of healthy discussions and just to i guess wrap it up even though i really really want to talk even more about the movie but it's kind of i don't want to spoil it I don't want this to be a spoiler and this is not this is not a review i don't do any of those things this is not a recap this is not a reaction this is basically a continuation of the series that we started a few weeks ago appreciating the underrated because i do believe it's underrated and maybe it was just by design the movie got a limited theatrical release it was not like on 300 theaters in the u.s with a huge premiere in london or la no none of that but it's still a movie with i believe a lot of good qualities and in this world that we're living right now and that's what i that's another thing that i'm trying always to do with the podcast is to connect the world we live in with all of its problems all of the negative stuff that we see in the world cinema can help with this cinema can be like a little bit of a healer and trust me guys listening to this this is the type of movie that would help if you're having a bad day if you're having really a crappy day or if you're or if you are suffering from from divorce or you're no longer with the person you love for whatever reason or you lost someone this is the type of movie that could really help. Now, it, 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 people react differently to movies, but there are certain basic themes in this movie that I think are pretty universal. So it doesn't matter where you live, what's your job, what's your income, how many friends you have, what's your relationship with your family. This is a type of movie that could really, really help out a little bit. Now, you are probably uh, listening to this and you're thinking, wow, this must be a really special movie. And I don't want to make it bigger than it is. I'm sure a lot of people who end up watching the movie, they're just going to say, oh, I had a great time. It was, it was a nice, sweet, little romantic comedy, but that's it. So I don't expect everyone, every single person watches the movie to have this some sort of life-changing experience from it or life-altering experience. No, not at all. Even if you just enjoy it and you forget about it 24 hours later, it's perfectly fine. At least you gave it a shot. At least you watched it. You watched the whole thing. But I also think that if you are in a more, I guess, uh, specific situation internally, mentally, this could be this could be a little bit of a healing movie i really believe that and that's one of them that's one of the main reasons why i'm including it why i'm dedicating this whole episode on this one single movie and we live in a world where everything is so quick it just comes and goes everything is like fast food you go quickly you eat it quickly and it's gone in five in five minutes and it's like it, it didn't happen. And I, this is one of the things that I guess I don't like as a film fan and as a person who is developing his own short movies and his own screenplay. Of course, I don't like it. 
because movies nowadays, we've talked about it many times. I'm sure you guys have heard it plenty of times from, from other podcasts, other YouTube channels, that movies are background noise for a lot of people these days. And physical media, unfortunately, it's not as it was 15 years ago, 20 years ago. And things change. Society changes, what society uses to consume. We have streaming nowadays. And we have to live with that. We have to accept that, even if we don't like it. It's just how it is. But what I'm trying to do and just shining light on this movie with this episode is basically I'm saying, let's slow down a little bit. Let's not watch three movies at the same time because streaming is convenient. You can start one movie on Disney Plus. You can stop it 15 minutes in. Then you can start another movie an hour later on Netflix. You can stop it. Then you can go to Paramount Plus. Like any of those streamings, they're very convenient. I get it. I have them too. I get the convenience. I I, I totally, totally get it. But at the same time, I think movies like Hampstead, they, they show us that Sometimes we just have to dedicate our evening to just one movie, right? Or just one thing that we're watching and just let it, I guess, go over our body and really wash us over with its magic. Now, that was an artistic way of putting it. (laughs) But I really do believe that. I really do believe that, that we have to calm down a little bit. We have to be focused on one movie. That's what I did when I was watching Hampstead. Because, guys, we all have smartphones. We are all using smartphones everywhere. And we get easily distracted. I'm guilty of that. And I really don't like it. I really don't like it because I hate when I'm watching something, whether a movie, especially a movie as a film fan, and my hand automatically goes to the phone. I don't have any messages coming in or anyone calling me. It's just our habit of having our phones with us at all times. It could be really, really counterproductive or really annoying. And I remember finding myself when even with Hampstead, there were there was a moment when 15 minutes in, the movie was going great. I was engaged. But then my, my hand, like idle hands, like Devin saw in idle hands, my hand by itself, basically took the phone and of course it was not by itself it's totally conscious i knew what i was doing it's just the habit of always having the phone and i remember watching my my screen of the phone for a few seconds i was like what am i doing so i paused the movie i turned off the phone left it on the side and i focused on the movie and it's magic that's one of the things that i always appreciate about movie theaters and i always say that The magic of movie theaters will will never go away because whether we like it or not, we're forced to just keep our phones in our pockets because even if you want to take it out, you know, there are other people there and people will scold you. People will be, people will make it clear that they don't appreciate that you have your bright phone screen in this dark movie theater. So people are usually very respectful when it comes to that. And what's the result? we end up having an amazing time in the movie theater. So that would be one of my other, I guess, requests for people listening to this. Try to focus on the movie. It doesn't matter what movie you're watching, Hampstead or Rambo. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But being fully devoted to the movie, especially if it's a movie with not necessarily a deep message, but a movie mostly about life, like Hampstead, you would really appreciate it. Like really, it would really get under your skin in a positive way if there are no distractions. So I can go really, really uh, deeply into the creative team of the movie, but maybe it'll be one of the next episodes when I'm thinking of having another guest who would discuss the movie with me and maybe we can dig deeper into the cast and the crew, specifically the crew. As you guys know, on this platform, this podcast, we pay more attention to the people behind the camera. Nothing against the actors, nothing against the performance, but they already have, they already receive all of the awards, the attention in the media, but the people behind the scenes who are just just as important, they don't very often get the uh, recognition that they deserve. So that's what I'm trying to do on this podcast. And that's what we're trying to do with this platform. So we will get into details on Hampstead as well. But for now, 
hopefully with this little episode, I was able to get your interest even just just a little bit on this movie. Even if you end up thinking, nah, nice try, dude. I'm still not going to see it. Not my thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. If you reach this point right here and if you listen to the whole thing, I still appreciate it. I still appreciate your your willingness to hear about this movie, even if you're not interested. And if you do decide to uh, find and watch the movie, I hope you enjoy it. I really do. Uh, I really think this is a movie that watched in the correct environment, which is not like uh, anything out of the ordinary. We just should not be distracted. We should we should absolutely just let the movie work its magic on us. It could really do wonders for people, this type of movie. And there's so many other movies like that. This is not just the only one. This is just the most recent example that I can think of. And when I did my research online, it is, it is, unfortunately, a very underrated movie. The one thing that I always pay attention when it comes to ratings and all of that, as you guys know, I will, I will be aware of the critics reaction and all of that, how many critics and all of this overall reaction, audience scores, I will be aware of that, but I'm mostly interested in how audiences are responding to movies. And when I check the IMDb uh, score, it's not about the score. The score is like over six, six out of 10, which for this type of movie, I would say it's pretty reasonable, but there were like 6,000 people who voted. So this is not a really a big number for an international website like IMDb. So it was just another evidence of how, I guess, underseen, how so, how so many people, and I'm sure there's so many people who would absolutely love this movie. It would even be one of their favorite movies, but they haven't seen it. They've never heard of it, despite the actors. So if you guys know, if you're not interested in this movie and you know someone who loves those types of movies, again, you can check everything that I'm pretty much everything that I've mentioned, aside from my own personal pleas, <laughs> you can find online easily and don't be swayed by the reviews. Uh, I don't think the reviews were bad about this movie, but even if they were bad, it wouldn't change my mind at all. Not with any other movie. This is just the opinion of certain groups of people, but even if you're not interested in this type of movie, if you know someone who is, who loves those types of romantic movies for adults, movies that are more quiet, like really dialogue driven, definitely recommend it. Recommend it to that person. It could end up being one of their favorite movies. Or if you're in the right mood, you can check it out. And you may have a great time. You may end up being disappointed. You can say, oh, it was boring. Like it's just, it didn't really speak to me. Fair enough. Perfectly fine. You gave it a shot. And that's the thing about movies, like with anything in life. We have to take chances from time to time. Even if we think, oh, maybe this is not my thing. I'm just not that interested. We still have to give it a shot. There's so many examples of movies where initially I was like, oh, well, maybe not my thing. And then I, I end up absolutely loving it. That's the beauty of cinema, that we don't know how we're going to react. And this is the type of movie I would say that you can watch more than once. It's just the beautiful locations, the dedicated actors, and the sense of levity and humility about everything. No one is over the top in this movie. No one is trying to create something out of this world. And it's also a movie about what are we doing, not just right now, but in general for the future with our lives? What's really important? And I think this part would make people think about their own lives, where we are in our lives. So again, you have to be in the right mood for this type of movie. And I think if you are, and if you decide, hey, I want to watch this, I have a feeling you're going to enjoy it. I think chances of you enjoying it are much bigger than chances of you not, not enjoying it. Even if you don't enjoy the way that I enjoyed it, it would still be a win. And I would still be a happy guy, a happy <laughs> podcaster, I guess, because even if, as I always say, even if there's just one person who decides, hey, I'm, um, I'm going to give it a shot. Okay, I'm going to. 
gonna trust Gabe on this one. I'm gonna trust Gabriel. Let's see if he's gonna let me down. And even if it's just one person who ends up watching the movie supports it. And again, it doesn't matter if you end up liking it or not liking it. That's the great thing. For personally, I'm a fan of the movie. I don't work for the movie. Like I don't work for any of the people. I'm not, I don't know any of the people involved in the movie personally. So this is not a paid commercial for the movie. Not at all. This is a pure appreciation of cinema. And I'm perfectly okay if someone listens to this episode, decides to watch the movie, and they end up not liking the movie. I wouldn't say I apologize or anything like that. No, but I would absolutely accept a different opinion. And that, I think, ladies and gentlemen, is very important. To not feel like if someone doesn't like something we like, like they're waging a war against us, or in, or that in some way their opinion is endangering our opinion, or that they know anything about movies, that's why they hate it, and their, their opinion doesn't mean anything. No, not at all. It's really also about learning, accepting someone who doesn't like something. Oh, it didn't work for me. Oh, well, it worked for me, but I'm glad you still saw it. Right on. And you just move on. That's it. That's the beauty of life. And that's what I'm trying to do with this platform. Because as you guys know, we live in a world that's very fragmented. Tribe. Tribes everywhere. Everyone is like, oh, you either are with me or against me. We talked about it many times in previous episodes. So, specifically going back to Hampstead. A beautiful, lighthearted I wouldn't say melancholic. There are there's some moments of melancholy which I really appreciate. I love well-done melancholy in movies because it definitely makes you think. It definitely makes you think and God knows we all need to sit down from time to time and just think about where we are. What are we doing? Where we want to be in a few years time or if we're all lucky live until old age and to realize by watching this movie that even at old age is not the end of the world and no you don't have to be rich be able to enjoy life not at all life is beautiful life could be beautiful yes we live in dark times now (laughs) even though compared to the past world war ii we are really in a much much better position but those types of movies definitely help. And uh, as much as I love the escapist movies, this will be, if I'm a doctor, like a film doctor, I would definitely uh, recommend to the patients, quote unquote, to enjoy the superhero movies, enjoy the scary movies. But every once in a while, once a week, once a month even, watch a movie like Hampstead. Or if you haven't seen Hampstead, watch Hampstead specifically. And you will see the balance. Your body will react in a certain way. Your mind will be like, oh, that was so refreshing. That was so just nice, just about life. And you're going to appreciate it. I'm sure. I'm sure. So this is where I want to start winding down the episode because... I am passionate about this movie, but I also understand that it's not a movie for every single audience member. I also understand that you have to be in a specific mood to enjoy the movie. If you generally love scary movies, obviously you're not going to be in a mood for it. But if you ever are and you have this movie or someone else has it or you can find it on streaming, definitely play it. Definitely play it and I think you're going to be you're going to be satisfied. Even if you don't see it the way I see it as I already mentioned like this meaningful message just for us as we are growing older even if you just see it as oh it was a it was a nice little sweet movie and that's it that's still good that's still great movies speak differently to different people and that's the beauty of it that's the beauty of cinema so I hope you guys if you're interested I hope you can find the movie as I mentioned, for me, honestly, it was a complete accident. I was in um, in a in a one-pound store, I believe it was, or a charity shop, I think, one of those, and that's how I found it. I didn't plan on finding the movie; it found me in a way. 
And as I mentioned before, I never buy, I rarely buy stuff I haven't seen, but I made an exception on this one. And even if you're not interested, maybe you can make an exception as well and give this movie a shot. So that's all I'm going to say today for, for this movie, appreciating the underrated Hampstead, 2017, Diane Keaton, Brendan Gleeson, incredible supporting cast of great British performers, great British actors, beautiful cinematography, and just a beautiful little movie. A movie that, I hate to repeat myself, but a type of movie that I think we all need to watch from time to time. It's, as I already mentioned, like detox against all of the poison in our world. So definitely check it out, guys, if you can. I mean, I, if it was up to me, I would give the DVD to all of the people to watch it, one person to another, just pay it forward. And uh, it's a type of movie that I absolutely consider to be underrated. I think it should be more popular, but I'm also aware. I, I know cinema well at that point to realize that these are the types of movies that have a specific audience in. It's very, very difficult to break out. But if I can help even a little bit, just with one more viewer who got interested in the movie because of this podcast, because of this episode, I'd be a happy camper. Uh, I, I would be doing my job. So thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you as always. Thank you. Thank you for, for listening to my blabbing. And <laughs> hopefully uh, I got your interest with this little movie. Hopefully you're going to be able to see it. And I'm going to be seeing you in the next episode because we're coming up with uh, some pretty interesting things. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Stay safe. Enjoy life as much as you can. Watch movies. And let me know what you think of the different movies. I'll see you soon. We'll be right back in just a few days. Gabriel signing off. Talk to you soon. Bye.